I'm Anya. And I'm Ashley, and this is the ANA Podcast, where we talk about Jesus, apologetics, theology, and more. We hope to provide a biblical perspective on issues facing young adults today and pray our conversations will draw you closer to the heart of Jesus through each episode. Welcome to the A&A Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the A&A Podcast. Wow, that was so high-pitched. I'm so sorry. Um, this is Ashley coming back at you for my second solo episode. Let's go. This is the last one you have to endure <laughs> for the time being. Um, if you haven't listened to the last episode, please go back and listen to that before you listen to this one. I'm going to say things and you're going to be like, where are you pulling this out of? Thin air. Um, but in the last episode, (laughs) I set up some foundational principles that we can take into dating, um, for Christians. I, we could do like literally 200 more episodes on this. Maybe we will. Who knows? Um, but I just want to provide you guys with a little bit of base level information for Christian dating relationships. We, it was very Bible heavy, which is good. Um, please go back and listen to that. This episode is going to be a little bit more of advice. It's going to be more of a Q&A. Um, I, I didn't mention this in the last episode, but I sent out like a Google form to my YouTube girls to like fill out and like, when would work to come over? Do you have any questions like to answer? And these girls are amazing and they sent questions in and did I have them over? No, I did not because I'm literally trashy. I'm so sorry, my friends. I'm so sorry. Um, But here's where your questions will be answered, and I hope it's helpful. Um, Yeah, by the time you're listening to this, I will be married. Literally married for like a week. Isn't that weird? I'm I'm young, I feel like. Anyway, um, yeah, (laughs) let's just jump into it. This is going to be an interesting episode. It might be all over the place, but hey, again, what do we say? Live, laugh, love. That's what we say. Um, for our opening verses, I'm going to read from Ephesians 4, starting from at verse 11 and going to verse 16. But did I have it open? No, I sure did not because I'm prepared. No, also no. All right, <laughs> here it is. So Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. Okay, so these verses that I'm going to read um, are kind of talking about uh, unity of the Christian, of the body of Christ, so um, the church. And it's talking some about spiritual gifts, but towards the end of these verses is what I want to focus on, but I need to read the whole thing to get some context. So Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, it says this. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be, to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach the unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will be in all things grown up into him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So this is really t- talking about the unity of the Christian body and how we each have our own role as Christians as part of that body. But the part that I want to focus on is saying is comes in verse 14. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their dece- deceitful scheming. So as we enter into this conversation about dating relationships, um, we want our our minds and our hearts to be focused on what Christ says, not what the world says, even though it 
what the world says is often very appealing to us. It appeals to our wicked hearts oftentimes. Um, and sometimes what God says isn't, doesn't feel comfortable. It doesn't feel the easiest. But we know that what God says is good. And so I want us to go into this um, talk with that in mind. Let me pray for us. Jesus, I thank you for this day and just this awesome opportunity to get to talk about your word um, and hopefully give some wisdom, Lord. I just pray that um, as we go into these conversations today, as we talk about some topics that are hard, um, Lord, be in the midst of it. Um, anything that I say that is not in line with your word, Lord, let it leave the minds of people. Um, let it not stick at all. But things that are in line with your word, Lord Jesus, would you just build those into the hearts of people? Um, help these help girls and guys to cling to these truths, Lord, um, and give them the strength to carry out relationships and really lives that are um, in holy service to you, Lord. When we fall, help us to come to you, Lord. Um, we love you. In your name I pray. Amen. All right. So, again, like I said, this is going to be more of like how do things practically play out? Like here's a little – some questions. How do uh, how do we go about this? <laughs> I'm sorry. My brain is all over the place. Um, so, yeah, a lot of this is going to be mostly my opinion. Um and just like I said in the other episode, I want to differentiate between my opinion and what scripture says. But I, in the same breath, I want to say that I hope and pray that everything that I say is in line with scripture. Um, and if it's not, literally yeet that out the window. So, um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go into, there's like three questions, a little, like one is like, one of the questions has a lot of questions in it, but there's like three main bullet points I have. Okay, the first question is, how do I make God the center of my relationship? And that is a very good question. I love all these questions. They're, I love that, first of all, I love that you girls ask these. And thank you for coming to me with this and for being so open with me. I, It fills my heart with so joy and I feel so humbled that you would trust me with these questions. Because some of them are, they're really, all of them are really deep and personal. And so, I don't know, I just want to thank you guys for that. Anyway. How do I make God the center of my relationship? Um, well, the first thing to do is to make God the center of your own life. If you are walking into a relationship and you think, oh, like God's not the center of my life, but I want to make it the center of my relationship, that's not going to work out because two people coming into a relationship are already two separately sinful people. <laughs> and so we need to walk into relationships knowing that. We need to walk in to them knowing that we're not going to be perfect, that we're going to fall short, and that we need Jesus. And so you want to have a solid foundation first uh, because dating and relationships can be hard. You're bringing, like I, like I literally just said, you're bringing in another sinful person into this mix. Your, um, your wills are going to crush against each other sometimes, and there's going to be hard times. There's also going to be really good times. So I don't want to just harp on the negative, but that's I'm just saying, like, you need Jesus to be the center of your life. And so... I would say that the, that's the first step. Um, the second step is to make sure that the other person has Jesus as the center of their lives. Um, the Bible talks about not being unequally yoked in marriage. That means um, not a Christian should not be married to an unbeliever. So if that's the case, and if we have discussed that marriage is the end goal, dating is just the journey to get there, should we then date a non-believer? No. I would say no, because if dating is to figure out if this person is someone that we're going to marry, 
we should not we should not enter into relationships where we're already unequally yoked. Um, that's just a recipe for heartbreak. All right, the next question is, where do I draw the line at the physical aspect of relationships? So I think this question is a little, um, it's more than meets the eye, I guess, because obviously sex is a gift given by God that is intended for marriage. Um, that it was literally given to Adam and Eve in marriage before even sin entered the world. God is pro-sex in marriage. Um, there, God is not prude. There's literally an entire book of the Bible, Song of Solomon, that talks about sex. So let's just get that established once again. Um, so we know that sex is something designed for marriage. and But there's lots of gray area <laughs> that come before that step. Um, there's like hugging, kissing, snuggling, you know, all, you know, you know, all the things. Um, so I think sometimes when we ask this question, where do I draw the line? I think we're asking the wrong question because what that, what that question kind of seems like is how far, how close can I get to the edge of the cliff without going over the edge? Does that make sense? So I, I want us to ask ourselves a few questions. I'm going to give you a few questions to ask yourself, um, when deciding how far is too far. Okay. And that's, again, not the question you should be asking. How far is too far? We should say this. Here are the questions. <laughs> I'm rambling. First of all, does God say this is explicitly sin? Okay, that's overarching. If God says it's sin, no. Get, go the other way. So obviously, sex. God says sex outside of marriage is sin. Sex inside of marriage, good thing. Okay? The second question I'd ask you to ask yourself is, is this making me holier? Is engaging in this making me holier? And also I want to say that these these are not just questions that we should be asking in dating and like the physical aspect of relationships. This is these are questions that we should be asked that we should be asking ourselves in every single area of life, okay? So, I just want you to note that. So, is this making me holier? Because God we know that God's will is for us to be holy. We read we read that verse in the last um the last episode. The third question is this. Is this drawing me closer to God? So is this making me holier? Is this drawing me closer to the heart of God? Um, the fourth question I'd say is, am I fleeing sexual immorality? Again, we know that the Bible says that God's will for us is to be, sorry, someone sounded like they're coming in the door. Um, God's will for us is to be holy and to avoid sexual immorality. So by doing these things, are we getting closer and closer and closer to the line before we fall off the cliff? Or are we running the opposite way from sin? Again, we should be asking this question in every area of life. Just, you know, plug in whatever whatever action you're doing there. And then the last question I'd ask you to consider is, can I do this with a clean conscience? Conscience. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> can I do this with a clean conscience? And... The Bible gives us these things, or God gives us these things called Christian liberties. Um, and in the context of the Bible, there's a part where Paul talks about eating meat sacrificed to idols. Now, some Christians were fine with doing it. Some Christians, it was a big stumbling block for them. They they couldn't get past the fact that these were sacrificed to idols, and they know that these idols aren't real. Um, and so Paul's saying, hey, if this is causing you to stumble, if this thing that you're partaking in makes is like, against your conscience you can't do it in good conscience don't do it don't do it um and if it's making another person near you stumble don't do it so when asking ourselves these questions i know that i'm tempted to just you know kind of um not rationalize but yeah rationalize my actions i'm like well am i avoiding sexual immorality oh yeah de like definitely 
like I, I by like you know cuddling on the couch yeah definitely yeah yeah it's not like act, like it's not leading me to bad thought like thoughts that should be reserved for marriage it's not not really like it's fine <laughs> i want to rationalize um things in my life that might not be right and i do this in lots of areas of life and i know that everyone else does too and so when you're asking yourselves these questions come come to them with a prayerful heart come to them with a a mind that is seeking the lord ask him to change your will to be in line with his um so yeah those are questions to ask but where to draw the line physically i would just caution you <laughs> all right so this next question and kind of the last part of this goes along with this last question but it's a little bit um more in depth so it says am i not allowed to kiss a guy i hope so how do people make it all the way to marriage without any intercourse or sexual immoralities as our pastor put it last sunday this is a long time ago are sexually immoral acts looked down look down on i know they are but with all your breakups or especially when you break up how can you make up for that okay so there's lots of different questions here so am i not allowed to kiss a guy i hope so all right i would ask you to go back to all the questions i just asked ask you to ask yourselves does god say this is explicitly sin is this making me holier is it drawing me closer to god am i um fleeing from sexual immorality can i do this with a clean conscience so for some kissing is going to be fine it's going to be fine for others not so fine um and you need to make that judgment one is not like it's like you don't have to be ashamed of that it just is how it is and that's okay um i would caution if you're in like middle school or high school don't go around like making out with your boyfriend that's not a really wise decision because things do progress um even if you're in college don't be doing that either um yeah okay um Next question, how do people make it all the way to marriage without any intercourse or sexual immoralities as our pastor put it last Sunday? This is, again, a long time ago. So how do people make it to marriage without having sex? I would say a couple things. Dating relationships that aren't uber long, although, like, I obviously know some Christian couples who have made it to – who have waited for marriage um, – that dated in high school and they dated for a long time but that doesn't they all say it's hard <laughs> once you're in a relationship and you're moving closer and closer together things get harder they do um and so good rule of thumb that i've heard for relationships how long they should be is um just long enough that you know this person is the one but not too long that you go over the edge i i really butchered that but um basically like as short as you can make it I'm not saying the shorter the relationship, the better. That's not what I'm saying. Like, I don't think you should get married after two months. I mean, maybe. I, I you know, if some wise counsel speaks into it. Um, but what I am saying is that we shouldn't be in relationships for years and years and years and years and years. So my fiance and I, my husband, when this episode comes out, weird. That is literally so weird. Um, we've been together for like two and a half years. And let me tell you. That was a little bit too long, a little bit too long to not be married. <laughs> and so um, I think that's a big, a big way that people stay, um, that people save sex for marriage is by not engaging in relationships that are years and years and years long. Another way that, that this is um, saved for marriage is through setting strict boundaries. So you set boundaries. Um, that are stricter than you think they need to be because let me tell you when you're in those situations um your will is diminished <laughs> and you need to go back to those boundaries that you set 
um, before your your head's all in a tizzy, okay? You need to set those before when you have a clear, sober mind so that they're utilized when you don't have a clear, sober mind, okay? So I'd say that for any, any, literally anyone. So if you're young, I would maybe write up boundaries that you don't want to cross. Like maybe you don't want to kiss before six months or maybe you don't want to hang out alone past dark. Those things. Write those things down before, um, before you get into a relationship. And then once you get into the relationship, I would have an honest conversation with your significant other. Lay those boundaries down. And if they don't respect them, if you guys can't agree, you walk away because you're going to save yourself a whole lot of hurt by walking away um, at the beginning of that than engaging in a relationship with someone who doesn't share your values. And that's okay. There's no, there's no shame in walking away. That's healthy. That's good. Um, another thing, again, date Christians. This is not to say that Christians don't struggle with things because they do. But this is to say when you're on the same footing, the same solid foundation, things are going to go a lot better. Um, make sure that the guy that you're with or the girl that you're with, if you're a guy, is a godly man or a godly woman. That they're not going to push your boundaries. And if they do, you walk away. That's what, that's what I'm going to say. All right, so I think the next question is kind of like, is sex outside of marriage only looked down upon if you do it with someone that you don't end up married to? Is it like looked down especially, um, is it looked down upon especially if you break up or like what does that do? So it doesn't matter if you end up with the person that you had sex with outside of marriage. It doesn't matter if you get married to them. God says that sex outside of marriage is a sin. And um, yeah, so at the point of having sex, if it's before marriage, you're not husband and wife. The, the Bible gives only a few categories for relationships. So it's husband and wife, um, brother and sister in Christ. <laughs> Those are the big main ones. So you go from either your husband or wife or your brother or sister in Christ, okay? Brothers and sisters in Christ should not be having sex with each other. Husbands and wives should. And so, yeah, I want to make that clear. So it... it God calls it sin if you end up with that person if you, and you had sex before marriage. And God also calls it sin if you had sex with a person that you broke up before marriage. Breaking up does not, it doesn't matter. Um, okay, and how can you make up for that? How can you make up for sexually immoral sins? You go to Jesus. You go to Jesus and you ask for forgiveness. You ask for him for forgiveness, you repent, and you turn away. You make changes so that these things don't happen again. And if they do, you run back to him because there's grace for you. There's grace and there's mercy and there's room for you at the foot of the cross. And if you've fallen, again, I want to, I want to hammer this home. If you've fallen in this way, you are not, you're not used up. You're not a second-class Christian. You are loved. You are, you are holy. The, God calls you holy. God called these Corinthians, these Corinthians who were sinning in really bad ways, he called them to repentance and called he told them that they were holy. And so we see that Christians can mess up really badly. We see that they are not perfect, um, but God is. Jesus is perfect, and he died for you on the cross. Now, what I'm not, I don't want this to say, like, oh, just sin willy-nilly. That's fine. We can just live however we want. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that when we come to Jesus and ask for forgiveness, he is faithful and just to cleanse us from all of our sins. And so, my friend, I want you to know this. Again, if you have fallen short, you are not a second-class Christian. You have not, you're not um, less than, um, you haven't, your purity is not taken away. You are pure because of Christ, not because if you've had sex or not. 
make adjustments. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Make adjustments and run to Jesus because we are going to fail as Christians. Whether it be um, we gossip, whether it be we have prideful hearts, we're going to fall short. And when we do, we run to Jesus, okay? We run to him. Um, I would also say this to anyone out there. Seek out counsel of women who are a few steps ahead of you. So whether they're um, married or maybe they're also in a dating relationship and they're a little bit older than you or more um, down the path of Christianity. Um, That sounded stupid. More mature in their faith is what I was trying to say. Seek them out. Um, And also, I'm sorry, this is kind of rambly, but don't hide your sins. Bring them to the light because God says, or the Bible says that Satan flourishes in the dark. Sins sins are magnified in the dark, but when the light is shown on them, they, they vanish. They disappear. So bring them to the light. There's no shame. There's no shame. We're all sinful and fallen. It doesn't matter what ways we've sinned and we've fallen short. We're all in need of God's grace. And so I know I keep saying that. I know I'm, I'm being cyclical in this, but I want you guys to know this. I want you to know that you are loved. And if you've messed up, run to Jesus because we've all messed up. We turn from what we've done wrong and we run to Jesus. And if we do wrong again, which we will, we run to Jesus. We seek to do we seek to be live holy lives in accordance with God's word and when we fall, we run to Jesus. That's what I'm saying. That's what I want you to know, my friends. Um I hope this was clear. I hope this didn't make light of any sin. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to do. God calls us to be holy, but he he calls us to repentance too. He he tells us that when we fall, we come to him. Um, I want to make that really clear, if I haven't um, said it two million times already. All right, I think that's all I have for today. If you have any more questions for me, let me know. We can do a follow-up episode. If anything that I said was like, Ashley, you literally made no sense, let me know. We'll figure it out. All right, I love you guys, and I will talk to you later. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the A&A Podcast. Have any topics you'd like to hear discussed or questions you'd like answered? Find us on Instagram at aapod2022 or send us an email at andapod22 at gmail.com. Again, that's at aapod2022 and andapod22 at gmail.com. You can tune in to the A&A podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and find links to listen on our Instagram page or on our website. Please leave a like and comment so that others can find this podcast and get connected to Jesus. May the Lord strengthen and guide you today and always. And we can't wait to see you on next week's episode of the podcast. Yeah, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs>